0: Linda Ballesteros.
1: Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I am your host today. Uh, Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day to spend with us. I am always honored. recently read an article and the title of the article, article was Why Are Salon Suites So Popular Now? That's what going to be that's what we're going to be talking about today. The article said it enables the beauty industry professionals to not only manage their time better but also to provide more convenience to their customers. It is one of the main advantages due to which not only beauty industry professionals, but also the customers prefer the suite model rather than the traditional salons. So I am sure that there you have driven by many of these in your community, in your neighborhood, and and they just seem to offer a great variety of um, beauty services, of healthcare services. So today, my guest is Philip Watson, and Philip is the VP of business development with Phoenix Salon Suites. Phoenix Salon Suites is the fastest growing salon suite concept in the U.S. They have over 330 locations nationwide, and looking to expand to Sweden. England, Australia, New Zealand, and more. So please help me in welcoming Philip to the show. Philip, welcome to the show today.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Linda.
1: Absolutely, and you know, as I said, Philip, I I know every time I drive around and I'm in the Houston area, I I see your concept just popping up, and I think it's I. Fabulous idea because there's so many services under one roof. Now, before we get started, Philip, tell me a little bit about your background and what drew you to Phoenix Salon Suites.
2: Yeah, so I've been in franchising uh, for a little over 12 years now. Before I joined Phoenix Salon Suites, I was with a um, QSR brand that's over 1,000 units today, um in you know QSR restaurant industry so mm-hmm. what attracted me to phoenix is that it solved all the headaches that restaurant owners face um you know typically in a restaurant you have 25 30 plus employees that are constantly turning over um you have 120 150 different inventory items you have to keep track of that spoil and things of that nature and and it's an absolute grind you know franchisees are, are spending a lot of time typically in in their restaurant So with Phoenix Lawn Suites, we have one employee. They're working 20, maybe 25 hours a week. So part-time employee. We have no inventory. Uh, margins are very strong, and this model is semi-absentee, uh, which means the franchisees do not have to be in their location all the time, You know, especially once they're up and running. If they're spending more than an hour, two max in their location a week, that that's too much time because it can make the professionals feel like they're being watched. So mm-hmm. that's what really attracted me to the industry. And when I spoke with some of the franchisees before I joined the brand, it, it was very difficult for me to find any franchisees that had anything negative to say. Um, majority of their franchisees or our franchisees are multi-unit operators, um, which is always a good sign to see them reinvesting back into the brand. Um, the culture is very strong here. We have a strong connection with our end consumer and our franchisees. Um, so those are all things that, that really attracted me to Phoenix.
1: And as you're describing that, Philip, you're describing a B2B model, because many times people are specifically looking for a model that is a B2B model, and that's exactly what you offer.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, Philip, as we're looking at um, Phoenix Salon Suites, and someone's out there, they may be interested, what are this? let's get some of the, the um, details about this, if you don't mind. How large, what does that footprint look like? And um, do you help them in finding the location? Um, do, you, do you have someone that helps with the build out? You know, all of those things that go along
2: with it. Yeah, absolutely. So in regard to our footprint, um, we're sitting at about 6,000 square feet, which will yield roughly 30, 33 suites uh, in the property. And we help every step of the way. You know, my, my job isn't necessarily to sell somebody on our brand. I just want to make sure they have the information they need to make an informed business decision. And then if they do become a franchisee, we help with the site search. And we've invested heavily in our real estate model. It shows all the main drivers for our business to make sure the location we go into would be able to support um, a Phoenix Salon Suites location. And then we also help negotiate the lease, which is very important. The majority of what we do is, is real estate state as this is more of a property management model at the end of the day. Um, so we help negotiate the lease to get them as much as possible in tenant improvement allowance, which is going to help keep their initial investment down. And we also want to make sure rent's not too heavy for the business. Um, so the better the deal we get, the franchisee, we also know that the faster that they'll grow with us. Again, majority or multi-unit operators. And then once they sign that lease, we also walk them through the build-out. So it's our our goal to make sure they're built out on time, on budget, and according to spec. Um, again, we keep the cost down. They're, they're able to grow even faster. Um, while they're building out, we get them trained up on how to operate a Phoenix Lawn Suite. We also provide all the marketing materials that they need to uh, market locally with a, a marketing plan for their local market, as well as you know, um, kind of multi-layer approach. We market on a national level to drive professionals uh, into their location as well. So over 2020 and 2021, we saw a 660% increase in professionals looking to license from us. Wow! Um, so marketing teams done a great job, and, and that's just looking at it from a national level, um, not, not locally, um, when in reality that number is much higher when you look at the local level. So, um, yeah, we're, we're here to support our franchisees every step of the way. We also provide ongoing operational support um, so they have resources throughout their lifetime with Phoenix.
1: Philip, do you think that the growth that you guys have seen over the last um, couple of years, year and a half or so, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that we were shut down for for some time? And your industry was certainly uh, hit uh, just as heavily, well, maybe not as heavily as food industry, but still you were hit pretty hard. Do you think there's any
2: correlation there? Yeah, absolutely, and and especially with our model. You know, again, this is not a, a standard salon, open-air salon. Um, our suites are fully enclosed rooms, so it provides safety and security not only for the professional but their customer as well. So, you know, if we could have designed it for COVID, we, we would be the perfect fit uh, for <laughs> that with the fully enclosed suites. Yeah. Um, So that certainly helped accelerate our our growth. We didn't have to change anything really in in our locations when open air salons did. Um, So, you know, even in 2020, in the thick of it, our average occupancy was uh, uh, 90.5%. Last year was 95%.
1: Wow,
2: wow, that is
1: amazing that um, the occupancy rate is that high. Um, When you're talking about this, I think you had mentioned a little bit earlier that it's almost like a um, uh, managing uh, commercial real estate. So are you looking for franchisees that have prior experience in lease um, in commercial leasing or in having anything to do with commercial real estate?
2: Yeah, it would certainly help. And, and I would say a, a fair amount of our franchisees do have some type of real estate background, but it's not a requirement. Um, you know, We'll get them trained up on, on what they need to look for uh, in, in real estate. So, yes, it would help, but not a requirement. Mm-hmm.
1: So you mentioned also that you have quite a few franchisees that are multi-unit. And this year, Philip, I'm focusing on wealth building using the franchise business model. So tell me a little bit about how Phoenix supports their multi-unit franchisees and maybe Maybe even exposing them to a franchisee to the option of doing uh, multi-units and how they can build wealth with that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when a franchisee signs up for multiple units with us, we will discount our initial franchise fee. Um, The more they sign up for, the bigger discount they, they get. They're making a substantial investment with us, so we we want to reciprocate that um, and help them out. Also, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier in making sure that they're getting the best deal possible when it comes to real estate, when it comes to their build-out, which is going to help them grow a lot faster, uh, as well as providing that ongoing support, doing conventions, getting franchisees together to be able to network and and share best practices um, while we support them along the way. Uh, so, you know, those are some of the ways that that we help our our multi-unit franchisees, along with you know technology. So our, our we have an app that allows the franchisee to manage the business from afar, um, which also helps the multi-unit franchisee scale.
1: Uh, now, are most of your locations are they um, are they brand new builds, or do you find um, maybe commercial real estate, uh, square footage in a strip center, what, is, what, is, what are you looking for as that ideal piece of real estate?
2: If we're typically going into an existing building, either a vanilla or gray shell. Um, occasionally, we will do ground-up builds, and we may be able to have the landlord you know build to spec. And the great thing about this brand is that we're not a traffic interceptor, we're not a convenience brand, we're a destination location, which gives us a lot of flexibility on the real estate side. Um, now, majority of our sites are inline retail in a strip center, but we have second story strip center locations, locations inside of shopping malls, bottom of office complexes, freestanding locations, you name it. You know, we we probably have one in the system. But the the fact that we're so flexible allows us to you know go into. Maybe real estate that's not on the corner of Maine and Maine, where we're yep. you know, having to pay a premium in rent. So we can keep that rent number down, get more tenant improvement allowance, which improves the franchisees overall ROI. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I am recalling one of your locations that was a former – it wasn't jc penneys that it was something like that so it was about the mm-hmm. size that you're talking about and um i i i do remember walking into that one i know you had asked me before if i'd been into any i do remember walking into that one and thinking gosh this doesn't even look like the same place it was so beautifully done so I'm sure that you help them with design and there are brand colors and everything that Mm -hmm. you guys jump in and, and help the franchisee with
2: that. Absolutely. Our, our house design and construction team will walk the franchisee throughout the entire build. So it takes all the guesswork out uh, for the franchisee.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: So, um, Talk to me a little bit about the growth. You guys are just experienced amazing growth and you're looking at Mm -hmm. going into other countries. That is phenomenal. Talk to me a little bit about that growth.
2: Absolutely. So right now we're at 335 units. When I joined the brand a little over three years ago, we were at 240. So we've seen some explosive growth over the years. And, we opened a location in Manchester, signed a development agreement for a total of 75, including that one in, in Manchester. Um, and we have an existing franchisee here in Atlanta uh, that actually uh, is opening locations in Sweden. We're working deals in Spain. We have locations in the Republic of Ireland and, and Canada. So um, the brand's growing you know, very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: And so if someone is in the U.S.,
1: and they might be interested in expanding or or participating in that international growth would they be able to do that
2: yeah, absolutely, and, and they don't necessarily have to open a location here in the States first. We could evaluate developing internationally um, first, um, just depending on what makes the most sense. But with us being at you know 330 units, you get the best of both worlds. We're, we're very well established, but we still have plenty of opportunity for expansion domestically and internationally.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow.
1: So, Philip, I need to take a quick commercial break here, but I know that my listeners are like me, and I love stories. So I, I am thinking that with 335 locations out there, you might have a story or two that you could share with us. Could you do that when we come back from break? Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back to hear more about Phoenix Salon Suites. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling, to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance. As well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Baez-Stados. I'm here today with Philip Watson, and Philip is the Vice President of Business Development with Phoenix Salons Suite. So, Philip, when I broke for commercial break, I asked you if you happen to have some stories that you could share with us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually mentioned it briefly earlier, um, but we had a first-time franchisee uh, here in Atlanta uh, open a location much larger than than our average. It, it was her first location, and you know, before joining the brand, she was looking at a ton of different franchise companies to see which is going to make the the most sense for her. Decided to come on board with Phoenix, and when she opened her first Phoenix location, she opened at 100% occupied with a wait list. Wow. Um, she's a franchisee that really followed the system, has passion for the business, um, and now she's about to open her second location, and she's developing locations in in. Sweden. So she's done a really great job um, and there's so many more stories out, that, out there like that um, with great franchisees who are continuing to, to reinvest in the brand.
1: Okay, Philip, how does that happen that they open at 100% with a wait mm-hmm. list? How do you guys set your franchisees up to be so
2: successful from day one? Mm-hmm. So really, you know, it's, it comes down to providing the operation and, and marketing support. So we're marketing our locations um, to salon professionals and lifestyle professionals well before we open. Um, We typically aggressively start marketing 60 to 90 days out from opening. So we're getting our suites licensed up before we officially open the doors, and that's how we're able to open that at 100%. So uh, in this franchisee's case, she followed the the local marketing plan to a T and executed very well and and got those suites licensed up, and and again, is about to open second. Wow, wow.
1: I would think that – having uh, the salon at 95 to 100 percent, 100 percent with a wait list, then it would definitely encourage those franchisees to look for another location and easily consider being a multi-unit franchisee.
2: Right. Absolutely. That and the, the semi-absentee model really allows them to be able to scale quickly. Again, this isn't a restaurant where they're spending 40, 50, 60 hours a week in the business. Um, so it allows them to focus on their, their next unit um, you know, that much faster. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, um, from the, the franchisee's perspective – How many employees do they usually need to launch one or two locations
2: other than themselves? So you typically – yeah, so our locations, you typically have one part-time employee. They're working 20 to 25 hours a week, and they're acting as the property manager. So they're there to keep the – common areas is clean, kind of be the eyes and ears of the property. If a salon professional has an issue, you know, they're able to, to address that very quickly. And there's an economies to scale here, you know, not only when it comes to the, the size of the location, but the operations, because you could have one employee working full-time and overseeing two or three or four locations. Mm. You know, we have franchisees who live in California. They operate locations in Florida. They literally go to their Florida locations a couple times a year because they have that one employee doing everything mm.
1: Mm. Wow, that is certainly a great model there, Philip. Because um, it is not uh, so such a time a, a time guzzler. Because right. there are so many people that want to start a franchise, but they also don't want to leave their full time job. This, this could be. I don't want to say a side hustle, because a lot of times people think a side hustle is something small. This is a huge business opportunity, but it could mm-hmm. still be run while someone has their corporate job, couldn't it?
2: Absolutely. We we do have plenty of franchisees who have kept their corporate job and, and operate Phoenix on the side or continue to expand their franchise portfolio. They own other brands, um, and they're able to kind of bolt on Phoenix pretty easily.
1: Wow. I, I can definitely see how that can work. Um, Philip. If, if there's someone, we're getting close to the end of the show, but if there's someone listening and they would like to know more about Phoenix Salon Suites, um, whether it's where is the one closest one to me, or whether they are truly interested in that franchise opportunity, where would they go to find that
2: information? So if they're looking to open a franchise location, they can either contact me directly. My direct number is 770-670-1223 or email me at pwatson at phoenixsalonsuites.com. Um, or go to our website, com, fill out an inquiry, and I'll reach out to them uh, to give them more information on the brand. We also have a consumer website, phoenixsalonsuites.com, um, to, to look up local
1: locations. Wonderful.
2: And folks, Phoenix is spelt, is spelt
1: P-H-E-N-I-X, salon suites. So it's not the, the city Phoenix. Uh, it may throw you just a little bit, but um, it is P-H-E-N-I-X. So, uh,
2: so we're Thank down you to for, uh, for clarifying that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so our, the, the name actually comes from our founder's uh, firstborn son is named Phoenix, so they named oh. the brand after him, which I think is wonderful. cool. Well, what a, what a great name,
1: though. It's such a powerful name. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So we're down to those final questions here. And the first one is, if there is someone listening who is considering purchasing a franchise, what would you su- suggest that they do
2: uh, to prepare for the process? yeah you know you want to make sure that you 're financially sound to to make the investment in the type of brand that you 're investigating. Um, make sure that you do your due diligence uh, not only. Speaking with a person like myself um, who's going to walk them through the investigation process, but speak with other franchisees in the brand as well and get their experience um, to make sure that it's going to be a good fit for for everyone. Because at the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to is is making sure that we're the right fit and that we're going to be a good partnership moving forward.
1: Most definitely. Absolutely. So the second question is, um, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee?
2: So I would say passion for the business. Um, and most importantly is willingness to follow a system. You know most mm-hmm. people who join the franchise industry do it because they don't want to have to reinvent the wheel, and, and they want that support. Um, occasionally, a franchisee can veer off course and, and try to run things their own way, but when a brand, especially our size, we know what works and, and what doesn't work, you know, going through the process. So our most successful franchisees are the ones that are willing to follow a system.
1: Mm-hmm. And talking about following a system, and um, we were talking in the green room about the support that the franchisees received during COVID that many independent business owners had to really struggle to receive. Uh, so during COVID, Philip, how did you support your
2: franchisees? Yeah, so we, in the thick of COVID, we would have weekly, at the very least bi-weekly webinars with all of our franchisees to keep them informed on what's happening in the industry. Um, We also worked with our franchisees landlords to get them, to get, to to give them some type of rent relief. Maybe that's waiving payments for 90, 120 days, whatever it may be. Um, We Um, also worked with our lenders and got them to waive payments for at least 90 days. Um, So we were, we were in the trenches fighting the good fight with our franchisees. Um, You know, also we waived royalties during that period Um, So really wanted to make sure we were doing the right thing by our franchisees.
1: Folks, um, that may not sound like a lot, but I have to tell you that not every franchise concept did that. Um, It sounds like you guys at Phoenix really jumped in right away and probably saved many of those franchise locations by The negotiating rent, uh, waiving the royalties, all of that, those were expenses that continued, but the business didn't for several months. So you guys, I am sure, did a great job in keeping some of your franchisees' door open uh, simply by helping them during a very difficult time. Kudos to you guys.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Um, And the last question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? I know you've been in franchising for a while, and you've probably seen some changes in it. Um, What does the future of it look like?
2: I think the future of franchising is is extremely strong as more smart entrepreneurs gravitate towards this industry and realize that they can scale much faster at a lower cost, um, have more purchasing power and brand awareness and and things of that nature. So the the franchise industry continues to grow, and especially in 2022 um, after COVID, it's really accelerated the, the growth of the industry.
1: Yeah, definitely. Philip, is there something else that you would like for our listeners to know? Is there something that maybe we haven't covered today, but you want to make sure that we spotlight before the end of the show?
2: You know, I, I think w- with our brand, it's it's not like I have to, to talk about where we source all of our products because we don't have any inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the – you know, our founder, Gina Rivera, her and her family come from the industry. There are up to 29 people uh, in their family that are all in the industry. So we have kind of a, a pied piper of our brand that has a strong connection with our end consumer. Um, so we're able to kind of talk the talk and, and walk the walk of a, a salon professional, which certainly helps in attraction and retention in our locations. Um, so I think we covered majority of it um, and would love to chat with anybody who may have interest in the brand.
1: Most definitely. One more time, if someone's listening, where's the best place for them to find more information
2: about Phoenix Salon Suites? So they can call or text me directly, 770-670-1223, or email me at watson at phoenix, P-H-E-N-I-X, salonsuites.com, um, or visit our website, phoenixsalonsuitesfranchising.com. Wonderful.
1: Philip, thanks so much for being on the show today. This is such an exciting time for you guys. And the expansion and explosion internationally is certainly something I'd want to keep my eye on Phoenix Salon Suites for sure. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you for having me, Linda. It was a
1: pleasure. Very good. So, folks, you know, we talk about trends and, you know, it is clear that Phoenix Salon Suites is really exploding I don't know if you heard all of the numbers but they are certainly exploding I think trends kind of come out of uh, giving customers what they want and having that private space having those individual um, um, rooms makes it so much so much more intimate but it also just like Philip said It was set up so that you don't have the health issues like during COVID. And folks, just to be clear, this is July the 12th of 2022, and we are still seeing it. So I don't know that we will ever get completely away from being aware of being a a distance, social distance from each other. As always, I'm going to leave you with a quote goes like this, customer service shouldn't just be a department, it should be the entire company, and that is by Tony Hershey. He is the former CEO of Zappos, and so that's exactly what Phoenix Salon Suites does. It is their business. They don't have a customer service department because customer service is their business. Folks, thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time.
0: Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.